two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Welcome back to When Welcome back, back to Winkrit Happens. Winkrit Happens. Winkrit Happens. Oh, 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 now I did it. <laughs> I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson. I use he, that pronouns. And I am joined by the player to my left. <gasps> Mixing it up. Yeah, I'm that's you. I'm on the left. Ooh, I'm first. <laughs> Kylie Marie Brinkman playing Josephina Wick, a.k.a. Joe. We both use she, her pronouns. The player directly in front of me. What it do, y'all, is sugar. Tighten your belt. They, them, and thou. Played by Joshua David Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> they eat. And the player to my right. I play Jasu, she, her. I use any pronouns. Seamless. Thank you so much. You have to sing that whole song if you want to address me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. We are... Glad to be here. Thanks. Uh, Looking forward to the episode today. (laughs) (laughs) Almost as much as I was looking forward to that that song, that etude given to us. (laughs) Okay. Shall we jump into a little recap? Let's do it. So last time, as Ginny tried to abscond with the key of opening, Titan... You stopped her in her tracks with a bolt of lightning conjured by the Tempest Bringer, followed up by a clap of thunder by Joe. You took the key back from her and questioned her, but finally let her go. She slinked away, and you realized that people were looking at you, including someone that you recognized. Yama, who had finally found you, having been looking all over for you, along with another person, also from Terra, named Thula. Dula. 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 She's Spanish. Dula. You all went into Prim's proper house to talk things over, where Rista was happy to hear that you had finished the mission. Yama and Thula shared a story about an area to the north where the Koros had been building up their military for some time and staged the entire troop movement that has now found its way here. They burnt the entire installation to the ground as they left, though. Weird move, by the way. Yeah, weird vibes. And into that destruction, a meteor fell, accompanied by a black dragon, which has taken up residence in the area. This all happened close to Thula's community, which happens to be a community that includes Golmeev, the Loxodon that Prim had mentioned as being another disciple of Sulion that she had met recently. The community is known as the Evertree Sanctuary, and their prophet has been injured by the Black Dragon. Thula mm. is looking for a healer of some kind to come help them since their condition is deteriorating. You also took out Erica's brooch to ask Yama about it. But before he could get a word in, it began speaking to you, Joe. Wow. The spirit inside (laughs) said that it wanted to be released and told you that it came from the realm of Ather. Ather. Finally, it compelled you to release it and you brought the crystal shard given to you by your father into contact with it. It exploded out of the brooch. 
and it was a huge air dragon. It looked upset, but Joe, you persuaded it that you all meant it no harm, and it departed as fast as it could out of the window, wrecking havoc on the drapes as it went. Mm -hmm. Prim was outside and not pleased to see the destruction to the thinking room and came up to see what you had all found out at the palace. When you told her where Popular is, she looked like she had dreaded that possibility, but wasn't exactly surprised. Mm -hmm. Then you looked through the other things that you had found in the Room of Records, including information about the key of opening and mm -hmm. the bracelet of tracking, and that those objects had come from the Ursa Corporation. Also, you read the letter from the Honori House of Learning that had been sent to the Duke. It had some veiled things to say about research they were doing and that they seemed to be trying to sell the duke on it but perhaps most pertinently it said that the person they should contact is one Rinmir who is currently supervising the Anori field station at the Lake of Shifting Shores <laughs> Prim told you that Malaya and her family were likely going to stay at your house, Joe, while your father is gone, and that he had offered for them to use it as the new hub for the resistance, since the proper house had been compromised. You decided that that was where you should go to get some rest, particularly so that you can see your father before his ship leaves. And on the way downstairs, Prim stopped you, Titan, to have a little talk about friendship and family. And in the process, Titan you became an official member of the resistance. Viva la resistance. <laughs> we didn't talk go. about when the, when the crit happens, that you became part of that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Something to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Prim gave you her signet ring with the symbol of the fist. And as the three of you with Yama and Thula got ready to go to Joe's house, lightning flashed and the rain came pouring down. And that's where you are now. And Joe, as lightning flashes through the rain outside that you are all stepping into, you look down and you see that the crystal that your father gave you mm -hmm. has a large crack in it. Mm. And oh, no. you think that the act of using it to release that spirit, that mm. embodied spirit, yeah. you think that that is probably something that your crystal could not handle doing again. Mm. Sure. When I... Try to turn it on. Does the does it function as a light still? It does. Oh, okay. Yeah. It seems as though, you know, it's like a big quartz crystal or something that has a crack in it but is still intact. Sure. Um, it actually looks kind of beautiful in mm. a way. Hmm. Uh, but you, you think that it's probably not up to a task of that degree. I again. just want to put out sure. that in my notes, what I just wrote down was Joe's crystal damage can't release another dragon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's exactly what she... What you figure out. <laughs> and so you step out into the rain. And as you are walking towards Eto's house, towards your house, Joe. My house. <laughs> Yama Yama comes up next to you and says, uh, boy, I figured we could just do, uh, what do you call it? A, a walk and talk? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, let's sort through is the rain a, is, there, is that a name for something? I think it's just the activity that we are currently engaging right. in. Right, yeah, exactly. But Joe, I couldn't help but notice that your crystal has a crack in it now. Uh, yeah, I will have my dad look at it. I mean, it seems it happened after I touched my crystal to the brooch. Do you have any theories about this? Well, no, I don't know that I have any theories, but it it's just interesting because... Now that I think about it, that crystal 
you said is is like the one that you found in in the pool. Totally. And that that was the meteor that fell when old storm bones came. Mm. It, it it got fractured later. Mm-hmm. The meteor was enormous and and it was intact until the dragon slayer came and and then it became fractured. And then out of the meteor, we think came the crystal or like one of the crystals. Yes, yes these crystals that um, Daphne and Carl they had a whole big bag of them when when we were walking. They they ended up meeting up with that guy Burl and yeah, when we met them the first time, they said that they had been set by Burl to what well, we know now by Burl to collect as many of these as they could. Right. They were finna trying to steal Joe's, which is why mm. we had to show oh. them a thing or two the mm. first time we met them. And Titan, you have a few on you too, don't you? From that interaction, I feel like you swipe some. No, I wasn't able to swipe any of the they, crystals. They didn't have any of the crystals on them at the time. No, not at the parade. Like way back at the castle oh, when the interaction happened. Oh, I you, forgot about that. I think I'm almost positive you have a few. I don't think you took all of them, but we'd have to maybe listen back. You have a few. You're yeah. right. So if we so, need to release other dragons, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, you you used suggestion to give to get Carl to give you some, right? Yes, sure that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 20 of them, too. It wasn't a you, small number. Yes, it yes. was. And you picked up one out of the pool, right? I have I have one in my fanny pack. So you have one extra. Just so um, I'm understanding, the meteor, uh, like crystals are fractured parts of the meteor. So the, the meteor, and, and you remember this, those of you that swam down into that pool, and even in the chamber where they ended up bringing you out of the, the mm-hmm. stone, the stone which, remember, was covered with runes and inscriptions mm. that you couldn't understand and it it's like a geode so the mm. outside looks like a stone and then once it was fractured the inside has these crystals mm. and gotcha. so the crystal that you have from your father which he said he thinks Daphne and Carl sold it to him because they lived in that area and they they told him that they had found it in the stream. And so you think mm, that that stream, that. which flows from Tempest Top down into sure. Longstrom, is where they probably picked up that first one, gave it to your dad. Your dad told Burl that he had gotten it from Daphne and Carl. That's why Burl went to find Daphne and Carl. Mm. When they said, hey, we found it in the stream, he said, go find more. The whole thing stems back to them just stumbling upon this thing okay. in mm. the stream bank. And it is a piece of that stone, which is a meteor. And another similar meteor seems to have fallen to the north. Mm. Mm. And so Yama says, sorry, it took me a minute to get my wits about me, but uh, I haven't seen a dragon in in many years, and I'm a bit scared of dragons, I have to say, but I've never seen an air dragon like that. We do know that there are dragons in the Federated Enterprises, right? There are dragons around. It's just like it's not... This air dragon is different. And what Burl has told you is that the number of dragons has been increasing, and that mm-hmm. they have a bit of a problem right now mm-hmm. with, That's of right. dragons in the Federated Enterprises. But as far as you can tell, and what Yama tells you right now is, yeah, I mean, uh, Stormbones... He was scary and all, but he was flesh and blood. That thing was just made of wind. I don't know. I didn't really understand how to comprehend of what we were looking at right there. Even in all your years, you had never seen nothing like that before. Absolutely not. It was almost like a... And then Thula says, like a spirit. Yama says, well, uh, sure, I guess you call it a spirit, I I suppose. but um." Like dead spirit? And Thula says... No, our prophet teaches 
prophet. That what yes. was that, Jasil? What? No, oh, I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> Our prophet has spent much time in Ajir studying the religions and the ways of knowing in Ajir, and it is known there that all things have spirits, and that those spirits, in certain instances, can speak to people and come in contact with our more material existence. But here in Arboreus, our ability to contact the spirit realm has been limited for some time. And this is why the prophecy that she recounted to us from the Evertree is so important, because in it, it states that the spirits stir. And this is why this occurrence, watching a dragon that almost looks like a spirit that is embodied, is so revolutionary. It seems like the prophecy is perhaps coming into fruition, that spirits are stirring Did in Arboreus. Dula, does your prophet say why these spirits are stirring? Like, why do you think that dragon spirit was here? Thula says, oh, I I don't know. And, and that would be a question that you, you could ask her if, if you come. Mm, we should go there as soon as we are done here. Yeah. That's what we do. We help people. <laughs> we bring the light to all. And I we link arm in arm I down the street. I wouldn't say that us. necessarily. Because sometimes we, you got to bring the shade. We discussed having a name for us as a group. And I wanted to propose oh. the path of the sun. I think we just enjoy <laughs> this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and at this moment, I'd like everyone to give me perception checks. Ooh. Ooh. 17. With nine. my little sniffer. Also a nine. Ooh, right. twins. My nose is so powerful. It's its own. It should. Ha- You're it gonna smell own. sweat. You're yeah. gonna smell someone you, sweat. And- you smell the <laughs> the wet, rain-soaked sweat yeah. of yeah. the same. This guy needs deodorant. It is the same guy. <laughs> it's like onions. Yeah. The same Duke's guard that oh, yeah. you saw running towards you in the courtyard when you were escaping, and it is much closer than it was last time. Though you don't see it. You're in kind of a narrow street. You decided not to take the main roads on your way to Joe's house, but you think within 50, 60 feet. Mm. Okay, path of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, or really, should it be pavers of light? Maybe that's another... Okay, to think on this. I do smell quite strongly the stench of a guard approaching. Aren't they off-duty? You would think, but no... I think we should move at haste. With the quickness, let's okay. go. Great. Are you going to try to avoid being seen? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Give me stealth checks. I make stealth checks with disadvantage. Amazing. So <laughs> actually, what we're going to do I'm here, so loud. because this isn't really about being heard, it's not like you're sneaking around the castle and don't want anybody to hear you. This is a situation where it's more important that you look around corners carefully and make sure that you're going to places where this guard and whoever else is with him won't be seeing you. So I am going to say that it's a group check and whoever is leading it needs to make the check and anybody else can help them. How far, where are we? Are we in the square or like in neighborhoods around by other houses? You're in neighborhoods. You're most of the way to your house. I know a couple mm-hmm. of back alleys that uh, get us in that direction. So here's here's some help. Yes, I see that you rolled a two. <laughs> but now you have Yikes. help, so you get to roll one more time. This is an 18. 
And it's oh, right. right. Titans help was essential. <laughs> yeah, so you see Joe's just about to say, like, oh right, we just go to my house. And I'm like, honey, we, we try not to be seen. She's Let's on go. autopilot. Yeah. Truly, yeah, exactly. You know how it's like you'd you be driving home and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. it's 20 minutes later and you're like, How did I get here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So at one point you're crossing through an alley and you see this same guard in the rain. He's like, you see, he's like huddled in a little alcove, Aww. smoking a cigarette, being like, Man, we're getting out of the city tomorrow, and I have to wander around the rain looking for these fucking imbeciles who sneaked into the palace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stubs out the cigarette and starts walking the other direction. Honestly, he should quit his job. They're leaving tomorrow. Um, Get that paycheck and walk out. And it's like, truly, why isn't he just like Home. going into town, smoking a cigarette, and then be like, couldn't find him? Yeah, yeah, truly. <laughs> you, you wonder if maybe that's what he's yeah, yeah. gonna do. And so you make it the rest of the way to your house, Joe. Your house is in the hills, high up above, the, overlooking the main part of the town. You can see the bay here. Mm -hmm. It's rainy, it's dark. And you can see that most of the lights in town are out. People are closed in, except for a few torches along the walls. Outside of the walls, you see on one side, on the west side, where the main visible force of the Koro army had come, there are campfires lit, and it looks like they are staking out their siege positions and getting ready for whatever they might do in the morning. On the far side, outside the west gates, you still see nothing. And you realize that unless they released General Cargo, and you know that General Cargo was having a conversation with the Duke and Sir Gallivan, the head of the Duke's Guard, when you were in the palace, the Coral Army might have no idea that the town knows what's up. Mm -hmm. the, it's the same thing that happened with Ginny, where you all know that the jig is up and the town is ready to just lay down their arms. But the Coros think that the battle is still needs to be fought mm. yeah uh, is anyone in my house are there lights on in my house yeah Does there are lights on in your house so i usher everyone in the front door i do a loud knock check the handle it's mm -hmm. unlocked like i thought it was open the door and hand gesture in take your shoes off please because you're wet there's hooks on the walls there's house shoes if you want them um, and you, step you, over the mess make yourself at home you hear from below joe Hi, Dad. Is that you? Yes, yeah. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad you're here. And you hear a clatter of pots and pans and uh, odds and ends and a trunk lid being slammed shut as he races up the stairs. You see that the house is in even more of a state of organized chaos than it normally is as he is hastily trying to put everything that he needs into steamer trunks and exploding out all of his worldly possessions in order to make that happen. You see Malaya is following in his footsteps, trying to like put things up onto shelves and, you know, make it so that there's still room for people to move around. And you also see down in the little den area on a couch is Goran and Sham Lai, who mm. are sitting next to each other and who come up to say hi. Goran was the one that was sick. Goran mm -hmm. was sick and he still is moving like he's not doing great. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I go up to Goran right away after greeting my dad. And how are you feeling? How are oh, you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm much better than I was. I'm, I still feel like I'm moving slowly, but, you know, I, I can keep food down again, which is good. Well, we're yeah. so glad that you're here and that you decided well, to come to the house. Th thank you for, for having me. Yeah. Of course. 
I'm I'm glad to be here as well. It's nice to to find a a welcoming place. Are you also going? You getting on the ship with uh, Eto tonight? I uh, I don't think so. You see, I I got my my little one here and and my my daughter. I I didn't really think about it. And he looks to Malaya and Malaya cocks her head and says, "You know, uh, Lai is is in the capital. If you went to Angron Mir, you it might be safer than staying here." And Gorin thinks about it, furrows his brow a little bit, and says, "Yeah, but." Yeah, John Lai last heard that we're here and that the Koros are attacking. I feel like he might be on his way. Mm. I would hate to be ships in the night. And Malaya says, that's, that's a fair point. And I, I would love to have you here, Dad, uh, obviously. And especially if, if you're up for being the new <laughs> hosts of the Resistance. And Goran kind of nods his head. He says, the, the Resistance? I mean, we... You do realize that we'll have to keep this from John Live. Your father's employers wouldn't be happy that we're participating in a non-governmental faction in another continent. Mm-hmm. And Milan nods and says, I know. That's why I've never told you up until now that I, I was mm-hmm. participating in this. Goran, Goran nods slowly. Are you proud? Oh. That your child is out here trying to, trying to, you know, actualize things that a lot of people just talk about. You see a... A real warm smile come across Goran's face and he looks at her and he says, you know, I never thought that being proud of my children was something that I strove for. I always thought that I would love them regardless. But now that you mention it, I I was taken aback when she told me and I am, I am proud. And Malaya says, thanks, dad. And Eto comes over to you and says, "Well, and and I'm proud of my daughter too." And <laughs> gives you a hug. Yeah, I hug him back. You know, she she was up on on top of the mountains. She said, up all the way up on on top of the storm crest. D- did you know that, Goran? And Goran nods and says, "Yeah, they these three came in, and Malias told me they're the ones that took care of the." The black sludgy water. Thank you so much. That's how it all started. That is how it That's all how started. It all started. Oh my goodness. Aquavite. <laughs> it is great to see you. It is genuinely good to see you as well. And uh and your dad says, Well, uh, would you mind giving me a hand packing up things and helping yes. me decide what to bring? And yes, what for sure. Bring? And have you told everyone where their rooms are at? Is everyone settled? Oh, uh, no, I haven't done that at all. Nope, I, I was never very good at that. I just Sorry. look over. There's empty rooms. Find the empty rooms. It will be obvious <laughs> which ones are the guest rooms and which ones are not the guest rooms. Should we be concerned about the army outside? And I share that we saw outside that some of the army doesn't seem to know. Um, and I look at Malaya specifically and ask, like, is there some way that we could let leadership here know? Hmm. You mean that you would want to let the Duke know, or the Duke, the the Coral leaders, that there is no need to to fight? Ah, uh, yeah. I suppose now that I will be taking on the mantle of heading the resistance, I should probably make some kind of a call there. Uh, yeah, uh, Evie is coming here. It should be pretty soon. Oh, okay. And uh, you cool with that, Jasu? Of course I am. <laughs> Titan, yeah, um, why do you ask? Why, why yeah, do why do you ask that, Titan? Because I just noticed that when you said Evie's name, uh-huh. uh, Jasu's uh, ears just like fluttered in this real particular way. Um, I, I just had an itch. Ah, oh, 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 okay. It was an itch flutter. 
<laughs> and and Malaya says, Evie was doing some things for me, and I think she's going to be my right hand here after Prim's gone. And so I'm sure she'll have some insights, but I, I think that's probably a good idea so that they don't, you know, break down the castle walls or something like, or the town walls. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to do and there's a lot that we aren't going to be able to do, but girl, I need to go to bed. Yeah. So there's a room just down the hall. Just if there's laundry on the bed, it's clean. It just didn't get folded, probably. So just put it on the chair. It's fine. Titan looks at Joe and, and is like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally fine. Mm, just laundry on the bed. It's clean, I swear. Uh-huh, just wrinkly clothes all over the bed. Yes, yeah, that's great. No, that's not a problem at all. Okay, I'm going to go uh, to the wrinkly clothes bed. Uh, I- Joe doesn't even like notice this discomfort. <laughs> I'm like on to the next thing, like thinking it's actually fine. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is fine. Because <laughs> T- Titan's trying to make it fine. <laughs> like truly trying so hard not to throw shade, mm-hmm. but <laughs> failing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Titan, you go off to find a room where you can get some rests. Jesu? I think I wait a second. Mm-hmm. So that way I can, after Titan goes to the room, I, I just try to pull... Joe aside, I think it maybe not tonight because we all need sleep. But at some point, I do think we should talk to Titan about what. Have you not noticed that Titan seems to be hiding something? You know, I'm getting a vibe, but I think in due time. I yes. I mean, I'm not. I'm not protesting you asking, but sometimes people just need to keep things to themselves until they're ready to share. I suppose that's true, and I know that we can trust them. It's it's just that there's a lot going on, and I am personally would like all the information I can get, and I just look at my hand that's no longer the mark of Sulian. I have a lot of unanswered questions, I think. And this is the mark that is the one that looks similar yeah. to the dragon that we saw yeah. on the fountain. When you pull out your hand, I like touch your hand over the marking um, and say, yeah, there's some things I would like to talk about too. In a tone of like, we can do this now or we can do this later. You saw it on the statue. It looked exactly the same. I don't know what that means. Oh, I was, I don't know what that means. I was hoping you knew what that means. What I mean, it feels, (laughs) it was, um, will you remind me the dragon Mm -hmm. that it was on? Yeah. Old Stormbones. It was on Old Stormbones. Yeah. And this is actually a question for you, Deanna. This symbol, do you think it's the kind of thing that a, that somebody made up as like, oh, I'm going to design a symbol? Or do you think it's the kind of thing that maybe like was, a naturally occurring thing that looked enough like a stormy cloud that then it kind of takes on that significance. More of the latter where it's it's not something where someone would create it. It's uh-huh. not like a logo, you know. Yeah. Um this is this is it feels like a naturally re- occurring thing. Mm-hmm. And like even the the image on it on Stormbone, I would imagine is someone saw it on Stormbone, not yeah. because they created it to represent Stormbone. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Sure. Great. I mean, we know that it looks just like what was on Stormbone's chest and we know that you were taken into that meteor and I heard a voice. 
What was it saying to you? Was it comforting? It told me, and I look at Joe, and I'm clearly nervous sharing this. It told me I needed to give up my connection with Sulian and use its power. And that it would, it didn't remember its name. Mm. That it was a spirit of some kind, it felt like. And I think that's why my magic is different. So you think you're mad, like, that my you connection, know that your connection with Sulian is, like, no more? It can't be no more. It has to still be there. I mm. still pray to Sulian. I just, the physical connection that I used to feel, the way that my magic flowed through me, it feels very different now in a way that it's almost hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, if it was a symbol of Stormbone, mm-hmm. but Stormbone was flesh. Sure, but just thinking about what we learned about the dragon we just encountered. Well, I mean, okay, I'm putting two and two together on the spot, but it might be incorrect. But just like the coincidence of the meteor, the meteor, meteor, meteor. I don't care how you say it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. And that dragon, it just feels like there's this connection between the meteor and Stormbones and you getting sucked up into that thing that... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go pray on it. But it's like, is there a spirit? Now I'm just thinking there's a spirit. That I'm connected to. That maybe the crystals that we just used that release the air spirit would like potentially release the spirit that's in the me. I don't know. feels like the spirit needed a connection to me, a physical form of me in order Mm. to get out of that. And the dragon we saw earlier didn't need that. It was it already a dragon. Sure. We got a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. <laughs> yeah. If you wouldn't mind keeping this between us for now, I will tell Titan, but I, I'm not sure. And I glance over at the Evertree lady. Um, I'm not sure about sharing it with others. Of course. Yeah. Your business. You share it when you feel like it. Thank you. Uh, you look over and Thula is reading a book that is entitled Interpreting Spirits. And it it is published by somebody in, um, by a different house of learning, not the Inori house of learning, a different house of learning in Aegir. And you think that perhaps yeah. Thula or and the people that Thula knows might have some insights into. Yeah. I don't, I'm not things. ready to accept that, and I go find a room to go sleep. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go find my dad and help him pack his yeah. things. Dad, are you packed? I think I have all the the clothes that I need. Toothbrush. And I think that yeah, I, I have uh, I have a toothbrush. Yep, I, I have the oscillating one that I developed. Good. Yeah, last year. Nice. All yeah. of your like blueprints and paperwork I, and patents. The important ones. Yes. Money. You have money. Ah, yeah. You need money a for bit, the ship. A little bit of money. I mean, I didn't have a chance to go to the bank, but um, we'll just go to the stash. We keep the envelope. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Find the stash. I'll bring the stash. Yeah. Good. Because the one we don't from need the kitchen, the one in the freezer. Grab okay. the one in the freezer. The freezer stash. Yes. Well, that's a big one. Okay. Well, I mean, you might be gone for a while. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get that. <laughs> so adorable. <laughs> and you write. I'll be at the consular apartments. Mm-hmm. So you can write me letters. Totally. And where are you? You know, we, okay, we're still mapping this out, but we're going to go. I look over to Thula and Yama. Where again in the, what direction are we going again? 
a sky stone, uh, uh, Skyville no, Mountains. Is that in the direction? You're going to the Skyville Mountains? Yes. And, uh, Yama says, wait, we're going to the Skyville. Wait, is now we're going, Yama? You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and Yama says, oh, uh, well, we're trying to go to the commune. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the it's, direction? Yeah, it's also to the north, but that's, I mean, that's maybe twice as far going all the way to the mountains. Oh, there. okay. I'm not trying to go to the mountains then. I'm trying to go where you all, where your commune is. Oh, okay. I mean, if you want to go to the mountains afterwards. Sure. I mean. Um, I have an uncle who who's from up there. Um, well, we'll I, talk about that another okay. time. Um, yeah, Dad, will you remind me how the mood rings work? So you have oh, a mood ring. Yeah. Right? It's not just mm-hmm. me. Okay, okay. Yeah, we no. both have mood rings. And you know, that one, I made it for your mother. So mm-hmm. just make sure you don't lose it because- yeah, obviously. You know, like she leaves it here when she goes to Ajir, so it's not like she's precious about it or anything. But I just, I think, you know, don't lose it. And you can tell my mood if you rub it. If I rub it, otherwise yeah. it's gonna show me. So does that and mean if, if I rub mine, I can see your mood? Nope. But if I rub what? mine, he rubs his ring, uh-huh. and then your ring changes color. Because and... then I can see his mood. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it is a two-way street. It is a two-way Sorry. street. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Whatever color it is is the mo- last mood your father sent you. Well, so oh yeah. So the the who has control over it is not that like you can't ask for your dad to give you his mood. Yeah. Your dad sends you the mood. Gotcha. And, and it's not just going to be showing my mood all the time. It's only when nope. I'm rubbing it that it's going to... I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. It just looks normal and... Like a and ring. Like a ring until he rubs it. And mm-hmm. then you see that it shows a little swirl of yellow and blue. What's that mean? I take out my uh, key card that's in my fanny pack. Uh, yeah, yellow his, and blue. Yeah. The, the yellow seems to hold a fair amount of excitement. But the blue has some melancholy mm. in it. Um, I say to him, "Are you worried about this trip, Dad?" No, I'm, I'm worried about you, Joe. I, I mean, I, oh. I'm not mm. really worried about you, but you know, I, I don't think I've ever been apart from you for as long as I was those past three days when you were out of town. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely a change from our normal behavior for sure. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried too, but I mean, I've just spent so much time at this house with you and, you know, in this town that it feels, it's like, feels like I got to take the leap and, you know, we're not going to just sit here and let the Coros take over and just like, do nothing about it so just having a purpose feels good so i will check in and be safe i i completely support you and this is one of the things that you know your mom and i used to talk about was you know the fact that you stay here with me all the time and and uh, we we appreciate that i appreciate that but we also used to wonder you know when is should we force Joe to, to leave the house, so, you know, go to college or something? And we never wanted to force you to do anything. But I, I think, you know, going on a journey like this is, it's an important part of growing up. Um, I think I just hold my, I just hug my dad. And he hugs you back. And, uh, and you can spend the next couple of hours getting packed and talking and closing things out in, in the house. Cool. And couple hours go by a couple hours go by titan has completely redesigned reorganized and cleaned the guest room that they went down to all (laughs) the clothes are folded Mm. and now that all of that is done 
they are preparing for bed. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Yeah. I would like to, when I get to my space, yeah. I would like to try and pray. Mm-hmm. But for the first time in really ever, I would like to pray. <gasps> it's like I'm touching into prayer, <gasps> but I'm praying to the Preemptive entity. gasp. <laughs> <laughs> the entity that I still don't know the name for. Yeah. And I'm not praying like I would be to Sulian, which is with um, reverence and like worship, but more of a, a prayer to try and connect. Amazing. Why don't you make a religion check? <laughs> okay. That's an eight on the die, but let's see what I add to it. Uh, plus three. So uh, 11. The experiences that you've witnessed or that you've had today and the things that you've witnessed like... Uh, this brooch mm-hmm. having a spirit, there being a dragon, the symbol being on old storm bones, all of the conversations you've been having, all of this does seem to inform that this new connection, which mm-hmm. was forged only a few days ago, and you, you reach out through you know, spiritually, through your consciousness, using your wealth of experience in prayer, and you think that this is perhaps more similar to your connection with Sulian than you have ever previously thought. Mm. This is not like what Joe described of that dragon talking to her when she was touching the brooch. This yeah. isn't like Erica having that same dragon spirit like try to control her. And it's different than the experience you had when you were in the pool. Mm. And there was clearly an entity right there talking to you mm-hmm. in your consciousness. The connection that you have right now is to everything around mm-hmm. you. And you feel like you are, when you try to reach out to the thing that is you know, imbuing you with power, it is above you, surrounding you, but perhaps most powerfully below you in the earth. And and you feel it kind of radiating around and and it's almost like you're seeing it, like you saw the aura when you used your divine sense earlier in the day, and like you're seeing these this connection. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, just like with Sulian, like Sulian, you felt a connection of light, and it was always coming from above and always coming from the God or from the, the sun itself. Mm-hmm. And you felt you could almost see that. It was palpable to you, that connection. And at the moment, you don't feel that. And it's not that it isn't there. You know it's there. Of course, you saw the sun earlier today. Like the sun is still there. So that power is still there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But what you feel is empowering you has shifted to this. What is these other energies? And you don't think you could talk to it. Just Mm -hmm. like you couldn't talk to Suleon. But Suleon worked through you. Yeah. I think I just sit with that. And then... After like a few minutes, I try to shift to see whether or not I can even try and find the connection I used to find with Sulian, or whether that has been truly severed and it is really just this other yeah. that I'm connecting with. You want to make another religion check Let's here? Let's try. Ooh, 14 plus three, that would be 17. Yeah, and perhaps this is when you reach out and, and you feel that the power of Sulion is still there. Even though it's night and it's a thunderstorm, just like you always lecture everybody, the power of the sun is still reflected in everything. And mm-hmm. that is damn true. Mm-hmm. Like 
the power of Suleon is still present and you are so in tune with it that you can, you can sense its presence, Mm -hmm. but you cannot manipulate it. Mm. You are not able to access that power and channel it into your attacks or your spells or the laying on hands that is coming from below. Mm. Okay. I think I just sit with that for yeah. a bit. But it's still there. Suleon yeah. is still there. I think just Sue is like, she knew that this is what happened. Mm. Like, this is what she agreed to. And it is actually exactly what she agreed to. Cause she even said at that moment, like, at the power of the sun, you can't take that away. It still will always be there. Yeah. And it is still true. But I think there's still this profound sense of loss of now being empowered completely from another entity and being able to sense it, but not being able to manipulate it. Mm. And yet she is and always has been the prophet of Suleon. I think she just sits with that for a moment and is is trying to reckon with what the difference is between her God and what she's experiencing now. Yeah. When I'm helping my dad pack, I mm. want to tell him all about this air dragon mm. experience. Oh my gosh. And show him my crystal Oh, and this crack in it. Like, wow. what do you make of this, Dad? Wow, I, I mean, the matrix in this crystal is very unique, and it, I had never seen anything like it, which is why it, it captivated me the first time I saw it, and I realized that I could channel its energy, and it's amazing at absorbing the magic of things around us, mm-hmm. and so it, it it absorbs the magic from the sun. Uh, yours does because of the way that I was able to uh, combine it with you know these leaves here. So I, I wonder if the that same matrix and you know, the the way that the the crystal is is structured if that had it's a conduit this mm-hmm. this crystal you know it it has the ability for great magical efficiency and so even though this is so small. Perhaps there's a way that it was able to be used. You say a dragon was mm-hmm. in that brooch? I mean, like I said, sky stones are, are powerful. That one was unworked. And, can I see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I handed him. And he looks at it. Wow, yeah. You see how it's crumbling here? I mean, the, the whole thing is just like kind of fractious and breaking apart. But, but there's still magic here. I mean, if you, you might be able to make use of it somehow. Doesn't seem like there's a... A dragon in it anymore, does it? Yeah, no, I don't think there's a dragon okay. in it anymore. But I mean, it's, uh. it's still magical. So you could probably source source it for something. But yeah, I, I, I guess the, the crystal was able to be used by the by the dragon somehow. Uh, can you fix it for me before you go? Oh, the, I can. I can definitely make sure that it doesn't break if that's what you. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think I can fix the the crack itself. No, that's fine. I don't care if the crack stays there. I just want it to keep breaking. Yeah. And so he, he goes down into his workshop, puts on his goggles, uh, gets out soldering iron, and mm. um, <laughs> yeah, makes a kind of a, a little, what do you call it? When like on jewelry, like on a ring. I know what you're talking about. A setting. A setting. Yeah. yeah, he kind of makes a setting for it using some lightweight but fine metals, mm. kind of wire that goes around, but in a very ornate and delicate way. And he says, you see, I I took the pains to, to reset it here so that you can use it a little bit more directed. And so you, you can shine a beam that, that goes a bit further now, if you, if you want. You don't Ooh, have to. But okay. 
It's, it's, it's got more options now. Sure, love options. Great, thanks, Dad. Of course. <laughs> and after about two hours have gone by, you hear a knock at the door. I go up and look through the people. And on the other side of the people, you see Steve, the water guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Incredible. Hey, Steve. With oh, Steve is what we like, too. He's not the yeah. one that helped. Okay. Yeah, okay, he's not okay. gargle. No. Yeah, gargle. That's what I was thinking of at first. You see Steve with his cart, which is empty, and looks like he, he might be offering it to your father to use for the transportation of his trunks. Mm. And you see Burl at the door. At first, when I look through the peephole and I see Steve, it's like I'm about to throw open the door. And it's mm-hmm. like, of course, it's Steve the water guy. I love him. And then I see Burl. And it's like, mm, I'm a bit more composed when mm-hmm. I open the door. Hey, Steve, how can we help you, Burl? Uh, Steve smiles and waves, charming smile. And Burl says, oh, well, hello there. I'm, I'm just here to, uh, to accompany your father to the ship that is destined for, for sunnier shores and aren't about to be waylaid by war. Uh, have you made up your mind whether you want to come along with us? down to anger on mirror we will not be on the ship with you this evening but we will be following shortly oh, which maybe right. we're we're not but i'm saying this because it's like yeah. i'm a little bit sus of this burl guy yeah so don't fuck with my dad because we're coming i want to tell him that it's like we're not going to be getting on the ship we'll be following you shortly maybe we'll maybe we'll depart tomorrow like i'm kind of lying about it all right sounds good i hope that you have Found yourself good means of transit. And what is this business that you have with my father, Burl? Oh, well, he hasn't told you. I, I'm a researcher myself, and I, mm-hmm. I, I work for a, a company that's interested in uh, sustainable uh, magic, and and we're, we're kind of a startup. And so we've got good funding for people who have innovative technology or in, innovative strategies that might be of use to us. Uh, of use to the world, really, because what we're trying to do is is make it so that people are able to have access to the kind of magic that, that makes everyone's life better. Mm, so so think, what specifically about my dad's inventions? Like, what particularly are you interested in? Oh, well, in? I mean, that you've got something he made on you, don't you? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I don't, like, extend it. I just say yes. Yeah, so that's really what we're talking about here. He, he's, he seems to have been able to utilize the beneficial matrix of of that crystal in a way that nobody else has. I mean, mm, he, he's, he's mm-hmm. absorbing magic from it's incredible, yeah. natural elements, mm-hmm. you know? So just know that if there's any type of like mass production of his products, that this is my dad's invention. Oh, yeah. And that I'm a signatory on his business with him. And oh, so you okay. will need my approval equally. Understood. Okay, great. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page, Burl. <laughs> no, and you know, I've uh, he has told me that everything has been co-signed uh, in the international courts of arbitration. So I, I understand that whatever gets sold, no matter whether it's in a different nation or a different realm, the agreements are meant to stand. I, this is understood. Mm, okay. Yep. All right. I go back in the house. I don't want to welcome him in. Your, your dad? Wait, wait who, who's who's there? Joe? Oh, Steve is here and Burl. Oh, Steve brought the car. Oh, and Burl's here. Okay, great. Um, Your dad uh, smooths out his shirt a little bit. And, your dad's uh, going to immediately tell him that you're not going. And comes upstairs and they uh, they start loading up the trunks. And after they get the trunks loaded up, 
your dad comes to you and says, well, Joe, I, I love you and I want you to get some good rest and I'll see you soon, I hope. Travel safe, dad. Please keep your cards closed. I just have a feeling about this Burl guy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's nothing, but I just don't particularly trust him. Okay. And, you know, you can be a bit naive at times, let's be honest. Don't know what you're so, like, about. just <laughs> please be aware. And we'll be in the Capitol. I'll see you in the Capitol. And I love you. I love you too. And he gives you a big hug. You see a little. A little catch in his throat, and then he turns and takes off with Steve and Burl. As he's walking away, I run out. Oh, Daddy, you forgot your hard-boiled eggs. And I give him a paper bag of, oh, of hard-boiled eggs. And he comes back, and he grabs the hard-boiled <laughs> eggs and walks away into the rainy night. So sweet. <laughs> and the three of you get some sleep. Nap, nap. Yes. Sleep, sleep. Hello everyone, Kylie here, dropping in to say thank you to all those listening and to all of our lovely Patreon members that support Wincred Happens. And of course, a shout out to our full deity status patrons, Steve and Andrew, and to the newest member of the Wincred Happens Patreon community, Devin Brain. Thanks for joining us, Devin. And for all you listening out there who've been toying with the idea of joining the Patreon, you can check it out for free with the 7-day trial. And while you're signing up for the Patreon, don't forget to give us a follow and tell all your other D&D loving friends about the show. Okay, that's all for me. Thanks for listening. And now, back to it. Yeah, so as you're taking a long rest, you hear uh, the door open again a couple hours later, and Evelyn finally comes back in. Um, Elias, like, they're clearly talking in hushed whispers, um, but then some laughter. It sounds like, you know, nothing, no shit has hit the fan, but whatever Evelyn was doing took a little bit longer than expected. But Malaya and her talk a little bit more. If you're paying attention, you might hear the fact that Malaya brings up your idea. They talk it over and they decide, yeah, a little bit of a leak is probably in order just to mm. make sure that the Koros have mm -hmm. the intelligence. Maybe their spy mm. networks aren't very good. Um, let them know that no considerable force is getting ready to oppose them. And so they shouldn't come in. Guns a blazing. Bows of slinging. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And uh, and so Evie leaves again. Uh, Malaya goes to bed and the whole the whole house is asleep until. Oh, no. Shut your mouth. Until dawn. Okay. Until dawn. Okay, 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 okay. The rain is still driving. And so dawn comes slowly. There is no sudden moment of sunrise, but rather a gradual brightening of the gray sky. And then suddenly the burst of a door opening and Evelyn comes in and says, everybody up, everybody up. The Osprey's in the sky. And goodness Christ. gracious, you get out of your beds, you go to the windows, you look out and you see the giant Osprey is indeed flying from deep hold over the bay towards the city mm. itself. Yeah. What do you all do? Well, they're in charge now, aren't they? Is that not unexpected? You come out of your rooms and Evelyn says, yeah, so the 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 Koros, they're, they're in town. There's soldiers everywhere. So really, you're right. They're in control. Uh, but there's, there's Most people are staying inside. There was a few of us walking around, but... Evie, 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 Joe. Okay. 
I'm not a morning person. Oh, I rolled out so, of it. I'm literally okay. like half eyes closed, like touching her shoulders, which maybe she's not into, but I'm like touching her shoulders. I need this slower and quieter. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. While putting on coffee, I, Evie. Thank you, though, for coming here. But like this mm-hmm. household is not one that rises with the sun. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I may look like a halfling, but actually I use elf stats. So I just trance and I don't have to sleep. <laughs> That's um, nice for you. I do. And uh, Malaya says, I'll, I'll, I'll start making some coffee, Joe. And goes to, to make some coffee. And Evie says, I, I'll slow down just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the coros are everywhere. They're posting these signs saying that the the, the town is is in possession of the, that the the town is under martial law. They're saying that that until mm. the Delagos are out are are out and have completely transferred power to the Baron, that the soldiers are basically in charge. That's the, new. Yeah, I totally. I mean, it. I guess it doesn't really surprise me, but uh, yeah. I, I guess they're finally saying it out loud, um, but everything went quietly. Uh, I guess they uh, they were waiting for the door to open to the the east gate, but we just opened it for them and pushed the gate open, and so they came on in. Are they letting people leave the city? Like, what is what do you mean martial law? Yeah, no, I I think by martial law they just mean that you know, really, it just sounds like normal everyday feudalistic life. So I guess okay. it's not that okay. much different, yeah. but um. What's what's your concern about the Osprey? I don't know. I I guess what's he gonna do? Is he gonna fly into the palace and kill the duke? Is he gonna? I'm just not sure what's gonna happen. It seems like it seems like there's a moment we should probably be ready for anything. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. Well, we was planning on getting out of here anyway. We got something that important that we got to do that's not in town. So I don't know about y'all, but I feel like this doesn't really change our plan much at all. We got to get out of here. Oh, you're, you're leaving? Evie says and looks at you, Jesse. My ears again go back. <laughs> 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 yes, we are heading to Evertree. I've never heard of it. I had not it's either. It's some kind of granola hippie dippy <laughs> situation, you know. Where, they claim where... to have a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Thula, uh, perhaps hearing this, finally comes into the room. and uh, A prophet that needs my specific assistance for... And I look back at... Too Evie. early, Jasu. It's too early. I, I am a healer, you see. I, I can heal. Ah, yeah. Uh, that's... You're like, you, you do those salves and things? And... No. I actually am empowered <laughs> oh, with... Oh, crystals. No. You, you do the... Cri- no. Oh. I just make... I don't know if you'll allow this, but I just, I, I pulled up my hand and I, I like try to cause a little light to come, but really it just, because it's my, because it's my land hands, but instead mm-hmm. of light, it's just a little bit of smoke because, you know, <laughs> because, you know, well, it's just not smoke, like fog. And I'm just like, as you, I, I bring the lights. Oh, oh. <laughs> musty hands. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. Abby, just let her put her hands on you. Your you'll see. Look a little clammy is, uh, no, is and right? I put my hands down. <laughs> Okay. My ears are still very back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you're going because I I think I'm I was thinking about going with Prim, but you know Rista and I are trying to decide who's going to go with Prim, who's going to stay here because it feels like one of us really ought to stay here since you know. I thought Ma- I thought I thought Malaya said you would be the right hand. I th- and that's what we decided. I'm going to stay, and so if if you come th- back through Stormhaven, you know I'll, I'll be here. Is there a way, I say this, my voice definitely cracks, that we could stay in contact? 
I literally turned back to Titan, like jaw open, like Titan without looking at you, like just reaches out their hand and like closes your jaw for you (laughs) and and then just whispers out the side of the mouth, be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I mean, you know, I will always stay in contact with House Mother Prim. So anytime you're near her, she'll know where I am. But, um, it feels like a. It feels like a no. But, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels like it's like I just got shot down. Oh no! I'm, and, and she and she puts her hand out and says, "No, no, no! Don't, don't look like that." I, I'm just trying to say, like, I immediately fix my face. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love to. I think that you know, I I don't want to put too much pressure on you. I feel like you pressure. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> I would love it. You put pressure on me. You, you know. I, <laughs> I feel like I've been trying to come on to you a little bit and you, you like my <laughs> ears almost closed around my face. She just said the words. It seems like you don't know what to do with that and so I've been realizing maybe you know you seem like maybe you haven't had a ton of experience and um, <laughs> so I just don't want to I mean Titan, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to put somebody in in a, a spot that would be inappropriate. Or, yeah. Joe doesn't know yeah, how sure to flirt, so this is all. Yeah. So it's it's really just about, you know, the enthusiastic <laughs> communication and you know, yes. no, I see you. Yes. Yeah. I have shrunk back into the wall. <laughs> so I just want to give you some outs, but but please, I will be here for as long as I can stay and I I think we're setting up shop in this house. So yeah, and maybe use, well, I should have asked my dad this question. I feel like if you want to, like, fly under the radar, just use the shop door. Yeah. You know, because, like, people are so used to everyone going in and out of this house, but, like, more so from the side door than the front door. Totally. We wrote up some papers. Uh, your dad helped us. And so we've got the we've got a front going already where okay. Rista is going to give us all her old you know, the, the clothes making stuff, the tailor stuff. So we're going to pretend like we're seamstresses. That's our front. What do you think? Okay, sure. I mean, yeah. we're good at making, you know, mm-hmm. dresses and stuff. You don't need so. to pretend about being seamstresses. Exactly. Y'all mm-hmm. are. Right. Jesu is no longer speaking. <laughs> um, and um, Titan uh, says to, uh, goes up to Evie and says like, I have such a connection to y'all and this place. I have a feeling that if there's something that I need to say to you, I feel like I'm just gonna be able to say it hmm. and you'll hear it. Really? What I don't you- know why I feel this way, but I am I know, I'm just, I feel certain that like, no matter where we are in this realm, that if we need you or you need us, that there's gonna be a way for us to talk. All right, I'll take your word for it. And yeah, you all, you know, we've talked about long distance communication a little bit. Like a lot of spell casting in this world, mm-hmm. powerful spells like sending, well, they're kind of unheard of because mages like that are rare. And and so like mm-hmm. you only hire a mage like that if you got tons and tons and tons of money and a real mm-hmm. purpose for it. So it's it's like everyday people having access to that kind of magic yeah. is kind of unheard mm-hmm. of. Titan has decided instead of taking fear or hypnotic pattern, this bit of role play totally yeah. just changed what I was like. You know what? Actually, yeah. I should do mm. is take Sunday. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, love that, love that. And so that's what I have done. I also love that that was changed by the role play. Well, Evie says, "All right, I I'm gonna head back out to the square. I know anybody who needs coffee, you know, get your coffees and stuff. Um, but I just I feel like I gotta keep eyes on on what 
they're doing out there and I'm pretty good at keeping myself hidden in the process. Um, and this lavender cloak that she has, she puts the hood up and even though it looks loud, somehow she manages to disappear almost, even though she's wearing this like kind of loud lavender cloak and uh, it takes off out the door. Anything else any of you want to do while you're still in this house? I go back to my room and look around and it's a bit disheveled and it's like I went there thinking like, oh, we're going to be gone for a while. What do I need? And just looking at the stuff, it's like, I don't need any of this stuff. Like there was kind of like a mm. just like nice feeling of like, you know, I'm actually ready mm. to go. Mm. And where do you want to go? You want to head for the, the north gate, which leads to the road taking off out of the city do you want to go through the center of town i think think avoiding the center of town yeah would probably be the move okay yeah um do we need like i don't know i know we're not usually doing it this way but do we need like provision we're gonna go be going for two days do we need like stuff like we make a little pack power bars eggs walnuts it's two days y'all know y'all know how to like make a fire and I've got you, Yama says. I'll be there with you. You, you know, I, I, I got my hobo stove. And he pulls out his little can that's got holes poked in it that he can light a fire in and and, and a pot mm-hmm. along with him. Uh, and and I think as I like watching Yama do that, it's like I give Yama the satisfaction of his stove while also like slight prestidigitation have like a small flame in my hand that I show you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we're fine. We can light little campfires along the way. <laughs> camping. And- I love camping. <laughs> and there's also, mm-hmm. there's a be- the kind of stuff that your dad has in his house is different than the kind of stuff that's in Prim's house. There are so many spare rain slickers. Yeah, my dad's a things, hoarder for sure. And so I like think, that. yeah, so definitely like on hearing you say that as we are exiting the house, I open the closet, the front closet door that just like spills out with stuff and end up pulling out like <laughs> like three backpacks that are used um, and like stuffing a pair of rain boots in one and a sleeping bag and a what are those blankets? Reflective blankets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> like spa- things you might not blankets. actually want, mm-hmm. but like the standard camping stuff because Joe mm-hmm. doesn't also go camping and it's like the freeze-dried meals and I hand them out to you proudly. Great. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So Titan today is wearing um, uh, huge, chunky uh, combat boots. Okay. Um, uh, very tight leggings that go down into the combat boots that mm-hmm. are woodland print you would think that it would be camo but it's actually just like trees <laughs> um uh, like you if like you're like oh is that is that like camouflage and then like you're actually like oh no those are those are just shapes trees. of trees <laughs> yeah that that are all over the leggings uh crop top black like tank and a long um it's very waterproof but it's a mm-hmm. uh, long like floor length jacket that also has the same uh tree camouflage mm. print on mm. it and i'll put an extra poncho for you titan in your backpack like a clear poncho that you wear at disney world that kind of poncho thank you i, I love ponchos <laughs> titan says with just like this this smile this huge smile that like you are seeing on their face more and more often as they're trying desperately not to throw shade at people and to get the fuck out of my house yeah okay as we are walking out of the house I turn to Somalia Gorin. And her little brother, Shamalaya. 
take care of the house. I'm sure you will. Your home is my home. Uh, also, don't open the envelope in the freezer, the one rolled up in the toilet paper holder, or the one in my sock drawer. It's not your stuff. It will explode if you touch it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. I think you took the one in the freezer. You only took part of the one in the freezer. I don't show my dad all my stashes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It's like a secret backdoor envelope. He took what he thought was all there. <laughs> And you set off through the town. As you leave in this rainy day, you can see that there are soldiers in yellow posted all over the place. Um, It's a little creepy how many soldiers there are. Mm. And they're they're clearly um, exerting a strong... Deanna shouts that. Deanna. Deanna, who is just a a dweller of the town, (laughs) shouts out their window. Creeps, I'm like an old woman in the town. (laughs) It's like, like, I I stayed only because I I don't give a shit. And I have like a cane and like old glasses. Deanna is carted off to prison immediately. (laughs) (laughs) You're all creeps. (laughs) And, And you see some posters that are plastered on, you know, uh, walls and uh, in in clear public view that are announcing that the city is under martial law, that it is under the control of Baron Coro, and that members of the DeLargo family will be allowed to do as they please, but do not have immunity from any uh, laws, whether they are the Queen's law or the martial law of the Coros. And you get the impression that between the lines, they're implying that anybody who's associated with the family of the DeLargos should probably get out of town or mm. they are in some kind of danger. Wow. You're all creeps and you're fucking... Give me a perception check. No. Who? Alice? With my nose? All of you. Uh, you can use your nose if you want, but the DC will be higher. Oh, well, it got a nine and a 10. So a 10 with my nose. 16. Four. Uh, You're walking. You are seeing all of this. You look into the sky and you see the osprey that Evie is talking about Mm -hmm. is getting very close. It looks Mm -hmm. like it is descending. It is the same osprey fantasia. That we almost murdered. Riding towards the city. And Joe, you see one of these little troops of soldiers that are marching in from the West Gate from the side of the town that's by the Stormcrest Mountains doesn't seem to be one of the patrols, but instead a group of the military that is Mm. moving in. And you recognize June Mm. as one of the contingent. Do they see me? Not right away. Um, How far away are they? Uh, Several blocks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The reason that you recognize them is because you see... The kind of distinctive outfits of the the mountain unit. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, the mountain unit, those are the folks that we saw up at Tempest Top. Mm-hmm. And so then you start scanning the faces and you see June. Mm. Um, as we're walking, I, I like kind of elbow my, well, specifically Titan and Jasu mm-hmm. and just like, look at who's over there. But I keep walking. Like, I don't, I want, don't want us to stop and I mm-hmm. don't want Yama, I don't want to like draw attention to yeah. like us all looking over the direction yeah. of June. Do I see or? Yeah. It's June. Yeah. Now that mm-hmm. Joe points them out, you see June. I think I stopped dead in my tracks. Uh, all right. June's going to make a perception check. Yeah. They're walking along and kind of laughing. <laughs> With <laughs> with the other people in their contingent, and then they look over. 
I think the first thing that they see is an eight foot tall <laughs> sure. Luxodon. Yes, staring directly there. at them, blank face. And then they look at the others and they stop in their tracks and say, oh, hold, hold on a minute. And the other people in this little contingent stop as well. And they nod their chin up towards you and, and you see them talking to the to the people nearby. What do you all do? Not all Luxodons look the same. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> no. It's just so stupid because it's like, wait, what? <laughs> maybe but it's not. Maybe maybe you're far away. Maybe <laughs> maybe we keep walking. You are racist <laughs> for thinking that this person is the person that they are. <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm doing. You're fucking yeah. racist. That's, that is that is so funny. And I I'm like pulling Gazu like keep moving. <laughs> Honestly, like we can't. We're not gonna drive. We can't have it. an interaction with this. I don't want to have an interaction with this person. Yeah, we gotta keep moving. I feel like I'm not trying to stay uh, here. Uh, yeah, uh, Titan looks at Jesu and it's like, honey, now is not the time. We gotta keep moving. We can come if we're going after blood. Let's circle back another day. We I'm have after. more important things. Yeah, honey, look at me. We gotta go. I know. And Titan is uh, is is like not like. Titan doesn't think that Jasu is like trying to fight this person. Like they see that they have had a freeze response mm-hmm. to like a to some sort of trigger, and is just trying to get Jasu to like focus on Titan to get uh, Jasu to yeah. just like come back to this moment here. I think I look at you, Titan, uh, and I'm not really seeing you, mm. but I without saying anything, just start moving the way you two are telling me to go. Mm. Okay. You see the contingent clocks this, and then you see June give a little nod, and they kind of strafe out. And and as you pass behind the next row of buildings, you think that there is a chance, a strong chance that they are moving into some position to try to intercept you or something. This is my town. I would like to, so like, I would like to do some sort of like a perception or history check to see if I know of an alternate path. You definitely have a home court advan- advantage for sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a survival check. Well, you can use a different, like, if you want to give me a different. How about we say I'm proficient in, yeah, because it's works. my home turn. Mm. That works too. How about that? And oh. as a backup plan, I look to Titan, it's like, well, actually, can I just look around to see while Titan is thinking about this, like, what is around? It's like, I know everyone in this town. Mm. I feel like I can knock on someone's door and we could hide out someplace, yeah. too. Mm. Give me same thing. Survival. 15. You can use proficiency. 17. And that's going to be contested by their perception checks. Okay. 15 and 17, you said? Mm. So you... you Take you change direction immediately and start ducking into various alleys, uh, and then you you think that like you've lost the group that might have gone around to your left, and so then you keep going, and then you get to um, you turn a corner and you see directly in front of you not June themselves but another two people from that from that little contingent mm. and they're looking at you where are you going camping yeah we're heading camping we're heading north 
Uh-huh. Things have changed a lot in the town over the past couple of days, and we figured it was time to get some fresh air. I even have freeze-dried food in my backpack. No one eats freeze-dried food I mean, like, unless you're you, camping. And, I mean, you can look at my... I am clearly wearing a glamping outfit. Yeah. They look at you and they say, we heard that you might have been causing some problems for the Koro army before they even got to town. No. We were no. causing problems? No. I put myself in front of Jasu. That we were causing that problems? That doesn't sound like us. Look, friend, we don't want any trouble. We're just truly trying to deal with some of the, you know, the wonderful changes that I'm sure the Koros are going to bring to town. But we had this trip planned for a while. And so instead of uh, why let, you know, something like a, a change in imperial power uh, stamp on our little camping vacation. <laughs> my hand is, is truly script so tight on my staff that uh -huh. I my, it's been indented with the, the figures and I am. The most ready to strike. I am standing mm. in front of Jasu, trying to make myself big to cover Jasu, but I'm small. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. Okay. They look at you and they say, look, I don't care if you're going camping or not. Our close friend and compatriot who lost several of their company members on a special mission clearly identified the three of you and your friend here points at Yama as being present for that. So you're going to have to come and ask some, answer some questions, even if you're going camping. I take two steps forward. We did not mean to hurt anyone who did <sighs> not mean to hurt us. And then I smack them. All right. Oh, <laughs> initiative. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, my initiative is, uh, despite my amazing speech, um, uh, my initiative I mean, is eight. Preemptive attack. Eight is Jasu. Fifteen for Titan. Eighteen for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe doesn't want to go. But do I get a? I get, I get a strike first since I stroke. Um. Yeah. I will. I will be giving you first action. Yeah. Do I get both my attacks? Yeah. You definitely do. Oh, natural 20. Smite. Natural Shit. 20. Natural okay. 20. Let's just wrap this up real quick, please. Um, and the other one is a 17. Why don't you roll that yeah, yeah. crit damage first? I'm going to smite. Yeah, of course I'm going to smite. What even smite needs to be done after that? Oh, my gosh. Lots of sixes. Um, 34 for my first. Attack. Great. So they're both dead. <laughs> okay. So I think what happens. Basically yes. what happens. Um, I step forward. Uh -huh. And I say, and I say, uh, whatever I said. I don't even remember what I said. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that they attacked first, and I'm Did mad. they? And, no, no, no. no they threatened. Oh, got you, got you, got you. And like, how dare they? Uh -huh. uh, and also, I died. And also, my god is no longer l talking to me, or I can't access uh -huh. them. And I feel the rage of the ages and as i bring down my my uh weapon it truly just the i there's like a it's almost like everything goes dark for a second before mm -hmm. the lightning strikes mm -hmm. of just like across both of their bodies and i just sort of scream and agonize and then i look up with like my eyes alit for the next person around to hit. You hear footsteps with your cry and the the lightning strike of this smite. Now you hear that there are uh, footsteps running towards you. We need to go. Um. <laughs> we need to leave this place. 
Uh, it would have been their turn next, but they're, but dead. they're both dead. Uh, Joe. I'm next. Let's get out of here. Great. Unless we want to hide someplace, actually. Like, yeah. So what, um, you, you do know the area. You see yeah, what's around a couple us? blocks away, there is a house of somebody that you know that you think would let you let you stay. And these footsteps are like, um, I'm curious to know because if they're close, then I want to hide. Give me a perception it... check. Oh, it's a seven. Uh, yeah, they could be here this round or they could be here in three rounds. You're not sure. Oh, so close. Okay. What do these soldiers look like? Do they, like, you said that they were dead. Does it look, is it like they exploded? That they, uh, I mean, they're, like, huge gashes? Like, what is, is it? They are on fire with light. Okay. So burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Bad. Um, I was uh, upset. <laughs> cool. <Yeah>. Um, uh, <laughs> Titan looks looks at Jasu and is, like, very concerned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... It's just like, baby, we got, we we have to, we have to go. And Titans like a little shook themselves mm-hmm. right now at this. Mm-hmm. How far is it to the end edge of town? Long ways to the north gate. If you were running, and like then people would see you running like, yeah. the way that you were walking before. You were just walking uh, to the north gate. It's running. It would take you like five minutes probably. Okay, we gotta hide. Yeah. To the, yeah, you could hide out. Just who will not be hiding? To the walls of the city, just where there is no gate, mm-hmm. is much closer. You think that if you just took off, like, yep. in the direction that Joe is pointing, this house that she knows somebody where you might be able to hide, then just, like, two blocks behind them are the walls of the city, and behind that is the foothills of the Stormcrest Mountains. Um, so you could just try to go that way. That would be the fastest way. I... Yeah. Look to Jasu, who looks unwell, and I put, I try to reach up to their face, and I say, we have to go, because if you stay here, we will all end up getting hurt, because they will come after us. You have to come with us. And I attempt to, like, pull my companions to this house I have in mind to go to. All right. Steve's house, actually. Steve's house. Great. Jasu, I think, hearing that, like, you will all be hurt, like, blinks a couple of times and is still on, like, you can see, like, on an emotional razor edge, but it starts to follow. All right. You start running through these streets. I'd like you to give me athletics checks. Say athletics or stealth as the... um, these footsteps of of the the other mountain specialists that were chasing you are approaching. <sighs> it's a nine. Fifteen. Eighteen. June stubs their toe. It gets a natural one. So you all manage to get to the the door of Steve's house, and you don't see anybody behind you. Uh, I just check to see if it's unlocked. I don't even knock. Great. Roll a roll a d twenty for me. 13. Yeah. The door is unlocked and you sl- slip right in. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hope you're well. We're coming in. What? What? Who is that? I. It's an emergency. It's an emergency. I, I was tell up you in a minute. really late last night. So I was just uh, sleeping in. Who's, who is it? It's Joe. Steve. Oh, it's Joe. Hey, Joe. Stay in your room. It's fine. You don't need to come out. Uh, It sounds like everything's not fine. Did your dad's ship get away all right? Steve, you- we were never here. You are still asleep. Don't open the door. Don't look at our faces. Just go back to sleep. What they said. That's 
creepy. Okay. Yep. I close the door, but I'm standing by it and and peering out the window. Like, um, trying to be like, just like, look to see whether or not I see Jim. Give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. I won't do it with my nose. Is there this... <laughs> so loud and also a natural one. Right. This house, is it like, uh, like, do, did we see Steve? Is he in another room? Uh, it's it's big enough house. No, Steve, you don't see Steve. Steve's in the bedroom upstairs calling down through the halls. I do lock the door when we come in You lock in the behind door behind us. you. Uh, you don't see June or anybody else. You do see, like, there's posters outside that are visible from the windows. Um, you hear Steve from up above say, oh, my God, there's soldiers everywhere. I guess the Coros really did come in, huh? They've taken over. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back to to sleep. I guess. I mean, I guess are we just peering out until we feel like the coast is clear? I'm looking for June. You wait a little bit longer. You see some activity. Soldiers combing the area. You see June combing the area, looking around the outside of houses. But they don't go inside anywhere. They don't knock on any doors. Titan is clocking Jasu hard and has an action prepared. Okay. <laughs> I do I so I see June. Do yeah. I or do I not with my now one? Or do I? Yeah. After a little while, I still do. You end up seeing June. Does June ever come close to our building? No, not particularly close. They're following the same trajectory that you were running initially, which was towards the north gate. Mm. And so, like, clearly they have found the bodies of the other soldiers. Other people head over there. And then June and some other people are spreading out. But they're, in general, walking that direction, not this way towards the towards the walls. You see Jasu very intently just staring at June, blank face, not, no emotion. Clearly would have been ready had they come close enough. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the closest gate then the north gate to us? So if we were to leave... Not it, right now. Oh, it is? Yeah. I mean, oh. that's the closest gate. Oh. The, the walls are closer. We could just climb over the wall. Right. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Titan goes over to Jasu and says, Jasu, there is someone out there who needs your help, and only your help will do. I know I was there. I held you when it happened. But right now, someone needs your help. They took it all. They took everything. Everything? Jasu looks at Titan like they were looking out the window, Mm. and they look, and they just say Mm. to, like, Titan, I can't connect anymore. Can't connect to what? Suleon. I can't connect. Jasu, I've seen you talk to, pray to, perform. I can't connect though. And like they like hold out their hands and are just like the you see a little bit of the fog. This is not. This is not what? This is not my God. Do it work? It doesn't matter. I look back out the window. Titan is truly confused because (laughs) it's like. Yeah, because um, A, Titan doesn't know that like they've spent that years having things be one way and now it's a different way. Titan has seen more of this smoke than they ever saw of the light. Mm. So you've lost your faith? Of course I haven't lost my faith. So what's the problem? I look back at Titan and then I look over to Joe. Everything is different now. And it's because of them. And I gesture to the window. Mm-hmm. I... I I don't know how to leave here. 
when I know they're out there right now. What would you want to do? What would Suleon want you to do? I take a second and I look at Joe. I don't know. And I think just you in that very instant realizes that they hadn't been thinking about that, which only makes them very dejected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like you see a lot of like the anger that was around them sort of like breathe out in a way that's not like a release of like, oh, and now I'm not angry anymore, but more of just like a, oh, I'm acting with some something that I don't even know my purpose. I don't know what mm. is driving me right now. Just a full anger that I've been feeling for the last couple of days without really knowing where to place it or why I'm having it. I don't know. I have no, I don't, I don't know. What do we do? Well, whatever we're going to do, it's a lot harder now. About 15 minutes have gone by just during this process between standing and watching and finally engaging with Jesu as they're calming down. And through that time, things have calmed outside and you aren't seeing people, the soldiers combing the area anymore. It seems like, you know, any alarm that was raised might still be on the lookout for people that look like you, but they aren't actively looking. And since you are kind of in a back corner of the city, you're not even close to a main street where there's a lot of activity. We can't risk going back out towards the gate. We have to go over the wall. Or or do mm. we have Steve in his water cart roll us to the gate undercover? <laughs> oh, no. I kind of like that idea, Yama says. I, it might be heavy. I don't know if he could push pull us all but like i don't know i look down on my eight foot body I was about to say <laughs> how how big do you think these water jugs is joe i mean they're quite large and he has to stack sometimes like more than 15 of them on a card i don't know mm-hmm. you're right maybe it's over the wall sure i'm just giving us options if steve wants yama said that yama was like yama's with <laughs> you yama and tula are still with you and they've just kind of been like quietly. And I have not been looking at Tula at all. <laughs> watching. I'm happy to climb some some walls or get in an old-fashioned barrel smuggle. It sounds kind of fun to me. Titan is just, is honestly so mad. And like mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out exactly why they're mm-hmm. so mad right now. And so they're they say to the room, they're like, we put so many people at risk already. Mm-hmm. Steve, we can't put you, if you get caught, you're dead. If we get caught now, we're dead. Steve's in his bedroom. Yeah, I I hear that. And that doesn't sound really enticing to me. So thank thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Steve. Bad idea. No, no, I I mean, I kind of relish the idea of the heroism, but. (laughs) In fact, Steve, I'm going to, I'm sorry about this. Before we leave, I'm going to break the lock on your door. And if you want to tie yourself to your bed. For like, you know, a couple of hours in case they come by and search. Go ahead and do that, honey. Okay. That lock needs to be replaced anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would just like to go and we, when it feels like there's been five minutes of no one walking sure. past our door, like yeah. actually that no one is searching in the neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. You wait for a while longer and then I'm going to do the same kind of self check we did where one of you has to... Uh, make it, and everybody else can can offer the help action if they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your skill? Plus two. Okay, minus plus 
four, but I could give you Bardic. Great. Um, so Titan looks uh, Titan looks over at Joe and is like, okay, I know this area pretty well. And I'm pretty sure if we look in the back left corner, there's actually, um, there used to be a step ladder that would lead to like uh, a smuggler's rope that people would would bring things up and over this mm. side of the wall. So yeah, you, you look out. This is your neck of the woods too, Bardic. Great. So I look out the window. Help action to him. Oh, we need double. No one's there. Yeah, and you, you can give Bardic and help. Uh, yeah, yeah. And open the door, I guess, when the coast is clear. Yeah. And start leading people in the direction. Give me a stealth check with advantage. With advantage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm helping you and I'm giving you a Bardic. Because yep. Bardic is a bonus action. 19. Okay, oh, wow. so then you could also add the d6 if, if you, you want. want to. Or I could save it. Yeah, yeah, like the next only, one. It's only for 10 minutes. So okay, like but if, if I have to do... It, no. Yeah, so I'll keep... The, so the 19 is... A, I feel like that's a solid 19 roll. total? On a t- oh, 21. 21. Sorry. All right. Uh, yeah, you slowly make your way and lead the group of five of you. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of soldiers in this area. And as you get closer to the wall, you see... Up in the distance that there are some closer to the gates, but in this area, there's there are no soldiers currently on the wall. Uh, you look around and you see this old smuggler's pathway. Titan, roll a d20 for me. 20. Amazing. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is fully intact. There is, it's, it's very well hidden. There's like a little kind of stepladder cut into the stones that leads up and then there's like a little kind of uh there's like a rope coiled up near the top so that it's not visible from the walkway at the top but you think this rope could be tossed down all the way over the the far side and so there's both a way up and down the far side of the wall do you climb this little step yes yes you climb up the the ladder on one side uh you look in both directions and you see that there there are soldiers off and close to the gates, but I'm going to let you ride that 21 you had. Mm-hmm. And you just wait for a moment where they're clearly looking in the opposite direction. You look behind you to make sure that there aren't people looking from the streets. And then you slip up and over. This rope easily throws down the other side. It's a low DC, but you still have to down climb a rope. So go ahead and give me athletics checks as you go to climb down the rope on the other side. Athletics or acrobatics? 14. 19. 18. Amazing. You all slip down the other side. Oh, I got to roll for a couple of NBCs. I think I'm... They both uh, slip and fall towards the bottom of the rope. <laughs> um, it's a 20-foot wall. They both take seven damage. Oh, goodness Aww. gracious. Oh, shit. Ow! God damn it. Uh, they land on on top of each other. Uh, twisting their ankles as they go. I think I'm probably the last person down, having taken a moment to survey one last time for June. And then uh, when I get down there, like if it looks like it's bad, I would lay on hands. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're both pretty hardy. And okay, so it's cool. not like they're close to, cool. to going unconscious, but they're kind of rubbing their ankle and you have now that you're here you're in the foothills there's kind of scrub around so there's a place for you to hide but you do have a fair amount of land to circumnavigate before you get to the road itself as you kind of take off into the scrub away from the walls so that people can't see you you look back at the city 
and you see that this osprey lets out a cry as it descends down below the rooftops to where you cannot see it any longer. The high rooftops extending up into the gray, rainy sky, the peaks of the the temples to Atum and Ion, the palace up in the distance, in the direction that you're headed since it's to the north, and the Sudden Flow River that also comes from the north. And along the river, even from here on the hillside, you see that there is already a large caravan of people extending from the north gates starting to leave the city on the road north out of Stormhaven. Mm -hmm. And amongst that caravan, you see the banners of Duke DeLargo. And that is where we will leave our session. Oh, God. (sighs) Well, shall we shift gears and talk about some dirty crits? Oh, my gosh. Dirty crits. You know what I didn't do today Hmm. for this for this episode? I didn't pour out my dice. It's the first episode that I haven't poured out my dice. That's because oh, I was about to drop drop a bomb. I'm not going to tell anyone. (laughs) That's because he forgot. (laughs) So So, uh, you kill people. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 the first murkin that we've had in a while. Yeah, that was a. I mean, we've killed people before though. This. Honestly, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. This felt different. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was because it was done not in defense; it was done in rage. You, but you know, like the thing that was occurring to me during the sequence of you all deciding to leave and then deciding to even step away and like leave the June situation, you have the power to just have taken that fight. Mm-hmm. Like you could have, you could have found a way to single out June and and pick that fight in the street or like in in a back alley where nobody was going to hear what was going on and have just killed June. You could have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of D&D parties, players would be like, no, I have this revenge drive. I'm going to go see it through. And like to not see that revenge through and say like, actually, we have this other thing that we need to do. We can breathe through this and work through it on our own. I was like, holy shit, that's powerful. Mm. Even the fucking Baron. The Baron's flying in on... You fought the Baron before. You know that the Baron is not like some overly powerful warrior. If you wanted to, you could have totally figured out a way to isolate the Baron and like kill him. Yeah. And then like that might have even been a different solution to the whole Stormhaven thing. Mm-hmm. The way that this has gone feels so much more naturalistic to like life. Mm-hmm. And there's something really interesting and engaging about that. So I love it. I'm not saying like I want you to do that. It just struck yeah. me as mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this is this is like a, a gritty, real, emotional way of playing this mm-hmm. game, you know? Well, well it's, it is what we talked about before because I remember like when we back and back when we before this campaign our earlier campaign mm. where we talked about like was it normal to just fight and kill things like it was mm. like uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if it is and i feel like we still have some of that here yeah where it's like um we we have fought and we have killed but it's mm-hmm. always been in defense and we uh 
rarely have been the ones to, or I mean, maybe there has been, but I don't remember there being a time where we've struck first. It's mm. usually the other mm-hmm. way around, mm-hmm. right? Like it's usually they are clearly coming for us. And I would say like, it's not, it's kind of obvious that they were coming for us now too, but not in like a violent way like they were before. Yeah. It didn't even strike me to like want to kill the Baron, unless I'm not remembering correctly, because he did not kill anyone. I mean, I know he's the Baron, but like, Directly to us, I guess I'm not really remembering. I didn't have a reason other than like, yeah, I don't like you because you're taking over. But it just feels like one of those, it's the system. So even Mm. if I kill you, then like your brother or like someone else that's from your family just like runs the place and that doesn't actually solve the problem problem. that just like puts a target on our back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that was why Titan was so pissed that because Mm. it's like, Oh, it's two weak ass people and Titan's whole jam is like being able to deal with weak ass people who are being like, you didn't see us, bye. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, oh, we can get out of this situation because we just, we're just trying to leave. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if we kill, like the reason why they're looking for us is because we killed their friends. Mm -hmm. If we kill more of their friends, that's just like, and we're in a city that is occupied by an army like yeah we could win a bat like we could probably take out six people but it's like now we're hunted throughout Mm -hmm. the realm Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is just such bad news yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean like to some extent i feel like that was inevitable but i do think that like i mean jasu has not ever like processed the like when she reached out to june when june like killed her Mm -hmm. it was her extending an olive branch and then being murdered and then wait are you talking about when you slapped june did they if what i remember is there Mm -hmm. like being a moment where i was like how dare you and then like me like trying to be nice and them stabbing me. Is that not what no. happened? No. I'm pretty sure you slapped them. Yeah. yeah. The moment like, before. Not something that you was going to kill him, but you like physically mm-hmm. did something. Which I love this selective memory. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, this is good. I Keep think going. in the moments. Well, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm wondering like, is this, is this Jasu's rewriting? In there? No, I think, but I think that like I was having a hard time remembering the interactions that you had with June versus one of captain something there was yeah. one that like mm-hmm. one of them kept trying to attack you but it kept like missing and you kept rolling really well i feel yeah. like you mm-hmm. had two interactions of like one-on-one combat yeah basically in the same setting mm-hmm. outside that castle or like in that vicinity right. that i was not remembering exactly what was what what i remember is there being like and i need to go back and listen to that episode again but what i remember is there being a moment with june where we're talking to june june's mm-hmm. being a little bit of a dick yes i slapped you and i'm like how dare you and um, and then we're like trying to have like we're trying to like have a better conversation and then they end up stabbing me under my armor. I believe the way that it happened was kind of reversed. Oh, like, okay. okay. You, there were some like olive branch kind of mm-hmm. concessions being made. And, and then, then they said something, they said something saucy mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then you slapped stepped up and said, how dare you? And, and then they stabbed And then you. I said, do you have your shield up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. It, I, was, it was a conversation that escalated into a physical altercation, but not one that was like, felt like, super violent because like you gave them like a yeah it wasn't even a damage yeah no there's no damage yeah uh it was like a a role-playing slap right and then you got stabbed yeah 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 yeah. okay okay that makes sense yeah yeah very interesting that's Mm -hmm. that turn and and you're right there are so many different ways that you all could could have have dealt with that situation Mm -hmm. and like 
you know, standing and fighting probably would have been one of them. Mm -hmm. Like the number of people that would have descended upon you wasn't the entire force of the Koro army in mm -hmm. that moment, you know. And so I love the dynamic of the way that it ended up panning out there. Like it felt like we were in it really like I feel like the way that you ended up playing that out really intensified the atmosphere mm -hmm. for me of like, oh shit, we're in a city under lockdown. Understood. Like mm -hmm. yeah. martial law. Right. Like, damn. That yeah. was that was tight. Tense. And 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 like having Steve then be implicated, like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I was mm -hmm. getting shivers. Yeah. Poor Steve. Yeah. He'll be fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Steve. He broke his door and he owes me money. Anyway. Yeah. What, okay, so all right. So what? What are the? What are the crit happening? Because there definitely there was, was stuff before that for sure. Burl showed back up. Mm -hmm. Joe, mm. the yeah. whole Joe thing with Burl, not trusting at all. Yeah, no trust. Yeah, no trust for Burl. Yep. I don't have much to say about it. Uh -huh. It's just a vibe. Yeah, I mean, I'm really fascinated about this company that, like, yeah. is clearly trying to make. You know, money because yeah. it's a company. Do we know his mm -hmm. company's name? I actually meant we, to ask because the Ursa thing. We can assume. I think it's like fair to assume that it's Ursa, but we yeah. didn't ask. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot um, But even Ursa, it's like their mission statement seems like, okay, that's like, I, there are always going to be problems when you make drastic changes. Like some people mm -hmm. are always going to get screwed. But it seems like, okay, I see why you're doing this. And this doesn't seem like a bad, inherently bad thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like a beneficial thing to do. Sure. If, if we consider, quote unquote, progress beneficial. But I, yes, similarly, I just feel like there are going to be ramifications for this that are yeah. unseen. And yeah. you're out here trying to make a buck. You're not only doing this because it's... The right thing to do mm -hmm. for sure yeah and i like i honestly don't know how much joe would really like care about burl if it wasn't for the looping in with her dad mm -hmm. like i think that's like the crux for joe of like this feels suspicious like you're like my dad is so naive and so trusting of people mm -hmm. that like the rug will be pulled out from under him by like a capitalist snake coming in and trying to like mm -hmm. I don't know, take his like intel or what is that? What is that? Uh, Intellectual property. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But, and it may be being used for evil versus good. Mm. <laughs> it was really sweet just to see all of Joe's reactions with her, mm. interactions with her dad. Just thought like their relationship is very wholesome. And I know you've <laughs> like described like how like you kind of parent a little bit your dad, which you could see, but also it was just like sweet to see like his amount of care and like, mm. like the moment that like, I don't remember who it was, but someone was saying like, oh, I'm so proud of, of you. Oh, Malaya, right? Yeah. And then like he was like, <laughs> my oh, dad well, coming <laughs> and being like, so oh, I'm very proud of yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, that was cute, babe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, there's an interesting thing going on with Titan right now of trying not to be shady. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like yeah. they're yeah. they're failing at it because they're being shady in another way yes. because yeah. they're not being. Because they're still thinking it. Totally, and, mm. they, and so they're they're trying to be nice, yeah, I which think, is still yeah. deceptive. Nice is not kind, yeah. But well, it's funny. I don't even think that kind of stuff like lands on Joe really, because mm -hmm. like Joe doesn't care enough about like mm -hmm. like oh my house is a mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like I I definitely don't think it's like I don't think I think she knows her house isn't normal, but there's no like there's no shame, shame yeah, right, or right, anything, right. and so it's just like you like it, you don't like it. That's yeah. okay, whatever. Like this is what it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I think I think people who are judgmental, like Titan, right, are like 
uh, uh, judgmental for many reasons, but like I can imagine like part of it is like your whole life you've been told that you're incorrect or something's incorrect. Mm. And so everything gets put into this like yes or no space. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And so then you're like, oh yeah, this this is incorrect. bad. This yeah. is obviously yeah. incorrect. Um, and other people being like, actually like we're all out here chilling and if yeah. you don't like it, it's also <laughs> good. Um, it's like a new thing. Totally. Yeah. I have one more question that I want to ask you all. But first, I just want to say that it is such a joy, <laughs> such a a complex joy playing with you all because I feel like maybe maybe what it is is that you all have started to pick up on the way that I construct this shit, which I think I've told you before, which is like I throw some problems your way. But like, you know, when you'll ask me if I'm, trying to tell you to do something or not like Mm -hmm. is this the dm telling us that we need to go do this thing it's like maybe i do that sometimes without even realizing it but almost all the time i'm i'm not i'm Mm -hmm. like problem character from your past who shows back up yeah and so it's gotten to this really unpredictable place where i can't tell when we're going to be going into combat or not i'll have you roll initiative for shit that we end up dropping out within like two turns before we even get through half a round of that combat because like we're in this awesome dynamic where it's like we're just doing shit and maybe it's combat or maybe it's not and like it's a sneak mission but then you merc folks and so we're Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) it turns into combat for a second but then we're back into like sneak mode Mm -hmm. But, but i think it's only possible because we're able to see like there's gray area and there's mm. it's possible for us to have space in between the like oh we're in a battle we're out of combat and yeah. and just like kind of let it all be oh problem problematic scene mm. um which is really really fun I, and unpredictable yeah and I, I also do want to say like the like it's very fun playing seeing each of the characters react to everyone else like i thought that like I didn't know how any of you were going to react to me all of a sudden being like, no, I'm going to fight. I'm upset and I'm mm-hmm. mad and I have emotional damage that has not been addressed. It's been a few days and I died a few days ago and this mm-hmm. person murked me and I'm mad. Um, and it's like been building up and my, um, and it was really cool to then see like how like each of your characters like Titan getting upset and annoyed and being like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Um, and then but like Joe and uh, both Titan and Joe, but in different ways, re- reaching out and all of Branch and being like, hey, hello, um, Titan doing it as like we are leaving and you are doing that too and joe being more like what about your own god like i thought that was like Mm -hmm. a cool because like both of you could have easily in that moment either abandoned or turned to also combat which i think would be a normal uh uh, D and a perfectly fine reaction right like of like if one member of your party gets into a fight now everyone's in a fight sure Mm -hmm. which was yeah it was cool yeah it was fun yeah (laughs) um you know, my other question, I think I'm going to save it for the pre-show of our next episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. teaser. I like it. And uh, I think that's a great place to wrap things up. All Anybody right. want to plug anything? Thank you all for coming to see us at Game Hall Con yeah. last yeah. month. It was <laughs> wonderful to see you all at the table. There's so many people <laughs> walking around with When Could Happen stickers now. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm going to plug all of you with your When Could Happen stickers. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely, because yeah, you're totally right. There are so many new listeners that found us. <laughs> we haven't. It so, hasn't happened yet for those who are listening who don't get what's going on. It's it hasn't happened, so we don't it's know. A bit <laughs> it's so great to to say hi to you digitally. 
I would like to plug glasses. I just got new glasses Ooh. and they're awesome and I really like them. And you know what? It's fun to be able to see things. I think a lot about if I was bef- long ago before glasses were even made, so it was a while ago, what would I do? Just <laughs> be blind. Be blind. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to plug earrings. No, I'm okay. not wearing any. No, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. But everyone around me is wearing earrings, and I didn't get the memo, and I feel like everyone has earrings that are reflective of their personalities, and I see mm. you, oh, and I appreciate it, and you're do. doing great. So that's what Wait, I'm plugging today. Wait, just so today. the listeners know, <laughs> so Torsten is wearing these little, like, golden bulbs. And they're pearls. Black, they're black pearls. Oh, they're black, black pearls. pearls. Okay, well, okay, the Even light better. reflection is... Not well, good, and but, that's yeah. part of what I love about black pearls is they are so like they have depth of what they reflect, mm. and so it's like they have different colors in them. You that's know, amazing. That is truly tour. Um, Joshua is wearing. Uh, did I get you those? Okay, so they're mm. they're gold with some diamonds. What gold they hoops. Have? No, they're just they are just ridged. They're like uh, okay, ribbed okay. gold. I can't see everyone. Hoops. I have glasses on, but I can't see shit. Ribbed for my pleasure, gold. I was gonna say it's not sexy. Yeah. And then I'm wearing truly five billion pairs of earrings that Lots I would earrings, not be able yeah. to begin there's to describe. There's a nice chain hoop and a, yeah, ni- and a, a long, straight one. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a one that's like a, a around my ear that's like a cuff that's like a man holding on for dear life. Uh-huh. It's very cute. Um, yeah. Well, I am going to take a page out of Joshua's book <gasps> and plug a game store here because Ooh. you know we said this was going to be a segment yeah. so hell yeah it's going to be a segment yeah uh, the last few episodes i think have mostly been about the game stores where we're doing live shows but those have mostly well the ones that are on the schedule as of recording time have passed sure so now i'm gonna talk about this store called the adventurers academy it's Ooh. a store in york county pennsylvania hmm <gasps> And which is a, a a place where a couple of my good friends that I play D and D with are from, and so I went there with them this past summer, and it's one of the most like interior decorated play game stores that I've ever been to. It's it's like the whole thing feels kind of like tavern vibes. Like oh, the, love that. Like, like the store Very itself cool. has yeah. like you know wooden shelves and things. The selection is awesome. The uh, the range of what they offer is everything from like board games to Warhammer and wargaming like that. And then such a great selection of tabletop role-playing paraphernalia. Like mm. not just the content, but like huge dice selection. They have these bars of soap that have dice in them the the bars of soap <sighs> looks like a dragon you egg you use the soap you have to, to, get, to, to, the the get, to get the dice that's very amazing cool. that's very cool um yeah so i just want to shout them out because they were really it was a really fun place to go and they were so friendly right when they learned that we have podcasts they said oh that's so cool how can we follow it and so i i hope they're listening to this right now yeah yeah, yeah. and that's that and you know we love to hear from you so you should connect <laughs> with us on the socials at when Crit happens or you could send us an email send when Crit happens <laughs> at gmail.com and if you haven't had enough of us head on over to our patreon for more yeah. patreon.com slash when Crit happens Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. 
Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening. And uh, Etto says, you know, that 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 guy over there, I, I like the sound of him. I he's, I like that guy. You have some things in common, I yeah, think. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some charm from, you know, like the, the middle, like the, the west. Yep. Like the, yeah, okay. Um, Dad, will you remind me, will you remind me how these west mood ring, the mood rings work again? Give me a, give me a clean entry on that. Um, yes. <laughs>